Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their fantastic hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 93. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Man, I tell you what, I am not going to be super long today because I've got some hunting to do. We are almost getting to the best hunting of the year, and so I've got to wrap up a few things in my office and jump into the woods. So I've been <laughs> lining up some interviews so over the next couple of weeks I can hunt, and I tell you what, I'm, I've had some great guests on, and today's guest is no exception to that. His name is Stephen Smead. Uh, Stephen comes on. Uh, he actually sent me a message, and it had this video in it, and I watched this video of this young man. It's a tacticam on his gun and this uh, four-point buck comes up and he makes a shot on this buck and the the father-son moment that you experience in that is absolutely awesome. So I thought I gotta have this guy on the show, hear some of his stories and he didn't disappoint. So we're gonna jump right in. I'd encourage you guys if you're not following on YouTube, make sure you follow on YouTube. Also follow on Facebook. We're, we're dropping videos on both spots. Sometimes we go on both at the same time but if you're following on Facebook and you're following on YouTube and you want to see those videos of hunts, uh, that's that's how you follow along. Alright, we're gonna jump right in. Here's Steven Smead. All right, guys, I have Stephen Smead on the line from Massachusetts. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I appreciate it. I've been trying to do a, a guest every single week, and you just happened to send me an awesome video this week. And so I appreciate kind of short notice you coming on and, and being willing to share your stories. Yeah, happy to do it. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I am 36 years old. I'm married. I've been married for 11 years to my wonderful wife, and we have three children. We have a 10-year-old boy, a 9-year-old girl, and a 4-year-old boy, so we're busy. Oh, man. Sounds like it. (laughs) For sure. Are you guys into the, and I don't know what it's like in Massachusetts, but we've been able to do soccer and stuff like that. And I tell you, I love it, but at the same time, it's a conflict of interest between that and and hunting sometimes, right? (laughs) Yeah, this year we usually do baseball and and all kinds of sports, but with the whole COVID, we haven't been able to do any, we're we're not open for any sports, unfortunately, out here, at least not my kid's school. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, So I know some guys from Massachusetts, and I've, to my shame, I've never thought of Massachusetts as being a big hunter state. You kind of have this idea of stereotypes in the Northeast, but I know there's a ton of hunters up there now. Um, I've been to Vermont and kind of that area. So talk a little bit about what hunting is like and the hunting culture up there in the, the New England states. Oh, we, we do a whole bunch of hunting up here. Um, where I live in Massachusetts is Western Massachusetts. So it's very rural. Um, okay. We have lots of land and not, not that many people. The town I live in, I think only has like 1200 people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rural, lots of, lots of land. We have lots of hills and mountains, you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's fairly rugged out there. Um, but we've, I've grown up hunting, always have hunted and it's just part of life for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's sometimes stereotypes are need to be broken. Cause I've, I've come to realize it doesn't matter where you're from. There are hunters all over the United States, all over the world. And it's something that we have in common that we share a common interest in. So how, how did you get started into hunting? Well, I started off hunting with my, uh, with my father and my uncles and, and everybody. Um, we, I actually more got my father into bow hunting. He used to always hunt, but he really didn't bow hunt much. And then, uh, 
when I got old enough, I started shooting bow and wanted to shoot bow and it blossomed from there. I got, we got bows and he got his first deer with a bow and we got deer. And then now we, we still gun hunt, but we, uh, we love bow hunting and do a lot of bow hunting. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Same here that I've definitely, um, definitely gotten that passion for bow hunting. I mean, I enjoy gun hunting and my muzzleloader, I've actually switched over to where I just muzzleloader hunt if I'm going to gun hunt, but my muzzleloader's broke and I have not been real quick to try and fix it. Um, so, and that's coming up here pretty soon. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do that, but yeah, I, I recognize that too. I, I love bow hunting. There's just something, the adrenaline rush and all of that is, is really exciting with it. Absolutely. Mm. So thinking back on kind of when you started out, are there any stories um, today? I, I, we're going to get to the story of you and your son, but I want to go back to you and your first deer. If you remember uh, your first uh, gun deer, your first bow deer, did either one of those stories kind of stand out to you as a good memory? Sure. I'm going to go with my first bow uh, buck, actually, was what, what we'll go with. It was, uh, it was an it was, it was a year kind of like this one. We're, we're getting called for two to four inches of snow tonight into tomorrow, which is a little early for us out here. Oh, wow. You don't get snow for a little bit, but there was a bunch of snow on the ground and I was new hunter. I was just kind of checking out a new area, having, hunting from the ground. I had a Primo's can call. I was kind of just flipping that along as I was poking my way through. <laughs> and uh, I was just walking down this old logging road and, Next thing I know, I had this little four-pointer come out in front of me, and I was able to draw back and make a good shot on him. And the blood trailing was pretty easy with the snow, and it was my first one. I had a was blood trailing by myself and tracked it right down to it. Got a nice little four-pointer. That's awesome, man. So you you think being in the snow, you were able to be pretty – I don't hear of a lot of guys spotting, stalking, you know, walking. So do you think the snow kind of helped you a little bit with I that? I think it was – yeah, I definitely think the snow helped me. And then I had the can call, and I was – flipping that as I was walking so I think it kind of piqued its interest and yeah. it kind of held it a little longer to to see it because I, I saw it coming out of this hemlock I saw a deer coming out at first and at that point in time we could shoot a buck or a doe and so as soon I really didn't look at what it, what it had for horns at that point until it stepped out and I, I got the shot on it and then I recovered it I was like oh wow it's actually a four-pointer <laughs> so it was pretty it was pretty cool Man, it doesn't matter what that first deer is. If you know, just getting the first deer—that's an awesome, you know, especially a buck. You know, getting your first yeah. buck—it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's just exciting to get something down. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, it was. Well, that's cool, man. So, we'll we'll jump into that story too, um, and I want to hear some more of your stories. But one of your stories, and the reason that you kind of reached out to me, you sent me this video, and it's a Tacticam uh, video, and there's like it just, it starts with a lot of madness. Like there's craziness going on you and your son. So tell us about uh, your son getting into hunting and kind of what led up to this hunt that you sent to me uh, in messenger. Yeah, absolutely. So my son at eight years old was able to pass the hunter safety course up in Vermont. And in Vermont, as soon as you're old enough to pass the course, you can start hunting. Unfortunately here in Massachusetts, you can't start hunting until you're 12. Oh, so wow. we live close to Vermont. So we went up to Vermont. The first year was horrible weather he did a terrific job we sat all day both days from dark to dark never saw a single deer um he wasn't discouraged so we kept going at it the last year we went out and we same thing we sat dark dark to dark both days and we actually got to see a deer but never was close enough to get a shot and we're getting a little closer each year buddy and then finally this year was when we were able to bring it all together and make it all happen 
Oh man, that's, and that maybe explains the reaction. So go ahead and unpack this hunt. Like where did you go? And you know, how long were you sitting there? Tell us the details of how things went down. Yeah. So there was a spot. We, we set a new stand in this area earlier this year and my friend and a couple other people have been bow hunting and they've been seeing deer in there. So I knew the general area where I wanted to go to. So opening morning of youth weekend in Vermont, we went up there and there was a bunch of other cars around and my son was nervous whether whether we were going to be able to get to where we wanted to go. I said, well, it's big woods, so we're going to try it. If there's people there, we'll go somewhere else. But we hiked up in in the dark and I got to where the general area that I wanted to sit was, but I wasn't sure exactly what, I didn't have a tree picked out that I wanted to sit at because we were just going to be sitting on the ground because we had to hunt together, we'd be sitting together. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I had a general idea and I, I probably spent five or 10 minutes hemming and hawing at which tree, looking at different trees. And finally I chose a tree that was a little bit further up the bank. I knew it wasn't going to be a real comfortable tree to sit at because the ground was sloping away from it. So you're, you're only going to be able to sit there so long before you just were going to become uncomfortable. But I was mm -hmm. like, well, we'll let it get good and light and sit there for an you know, hour, hour and a half. And then we'll, we'll move a little bit if we have to. So we got all settled in up there and uh, right off the bat, there was squirrels moving around. There was all kinds of activity. And I said, well, just be ready. What are those noises that we can hear? It could be a deer. And we hadn't been there for, 20 maybe 25 minutes and next thing I know I couldn't see it from where I was sitting my son goes dad there's a deer coming I said all right good good just let let it keep coming and he's he's looking at it and it's a buck you know it's a doe it's a buck. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is buddy just just wait for it if it is it because I still can't see it because there's a tree right between where he's looking so we got the gun up on it and he's in and he's looking at it and and uh is it still coming towards us? He's, yeah, it's still coming towards us. All right, just let it keep coming. So it's going back and forth, and Dad, my heart's really pounding. I know, buddy, just just keep keep watching it. It'll see what happens. And so the deer, actually, you can kind of see it in the video I sent, but it went over and it actually worked a scrape. You can see the deer stand up on its hind legs in the video and then come back down, and then it keeps continuing along the run towards us. Mm -hmm. Um. And I knew he, there was a tree, the one that was blocking my view. I knew he was going to have to shoot on the other side of that tree. I said, when it started to come, I said, well, get to the other side of the tree with your, your gun. And when it comes out, I'll try to stop it. As it turned out, the deer worked its way along. And then it stopped at 10 yards. It stuck its head out from behind this boulder at under 10 yards. It's head in the front of its body, basically, the head and neck. Um, and he said, Dad, I can only see the neck. I said, shoot it there. Cause you're not going to get another shot. And uh, he pulled the trigger and pulled the rug out from underneath it and dumped it right there. It was absolutely priceless. Oh, yeah. And your guys' reaction afterwards. I mean, your son just letting out. Now knowing the backstory, you know, that he's hunted a couple years before he gets this chance, it makes sense how excited he was, you know, to get that deer. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, we he put his time and Even though this hunt was a very quick hunt, uh, he definitely put his time in to get to this hunt. Mm -hmm. yeah. so it made it made it that much sweeter 
That's awesome. So uh, me being a dad and wanting to get my, my daughter, what kind of gun did you start him out on? What kind of gun was he using on this hunt? You know, that's something I've been thinking about is like, okay, I want to get my daughter at some point used to it. Uh, she's pretty little right now, but I'm thinking a 410 or something. What kind of gun are you using for your son there? So we actually used a uh, AR-223. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Because Vermont's a rifle state. Uh, uh, yep. the, the great thing about that gun is it has very little kick. You know, mm -hmm. it has a lot of bark, but it doesn't, it doesn't kick bad. So we started off shooting, shooting that gun. Um, we, he, he's improved. He can shoot a 20 gauge now. Uh, we actually got into clay shooting a little bit this year and he's doing really well with clay shooting. Um, but that was the gun that we deer hunted with this year was the two, two, three. Mm -hmm. And that'll definitely put a deer down pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it folded it right up. It just, that was the first deer I had killed with with, a, with that caliber rifle, so I was a little concerned whether it was going to drop it or not, and it did the trick. Oh man, yeah, man, I just there's just something cool. I can watch I I watch a lot of videos, and I love watching giant deer like everybody else. I enjoy watching big bucks, but probably just as good as watching somebody get their first deer and watching their reaction, watching them take it in, just the excitement, you know. So that's that was a really yeah. cool cool video. No, it was great. And then we, you know, it was early. We could enjoy the moment out in the woods for a while. And we gave our thanks to God. And then we dragged him on out and just, and we brought it down to show my grandparents and my parents happened to be away. So they had to wait till they got back to see the deer. And it was, it was pretty special all around. Yeah. Well, congratulations to him and to you. That's really awesome. So yeah, Stephen, I, it, I think about from when you got your first buck to there is your, your son getting his, his first, uh, there's gotta be a lot of like, just kind of neat moments there, you know, thinking back. So I, I wanted to ask just some of your stories, you know, some stories that stand out to you, um, as you look back whether it's bow hunting or gun hunting, what kind of rises to the top is maybe some of your, uh, if you had like a playlist of your top three, what would those be? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, I'll do my, one of my, top ones is one of the uh one of my bigger bucks that i've killed with my bow um i actually i happened to have the day off it was it was the week before it was a friday after thanksgiving or it was a friday before, no, it was a friday before thanksgiving um it was a real cold morning i had put a food plot in this piece of land that i'd been hunting and had been seeing deer on it the year before there i had killed a nice six pointer on it and i knew there was some big bucks around there um and we've been sitting most of the morning my buddy was hunting with me at a different stand up on the hill uh and it was about nine o'clock and we hadn't seen much we said oh we'll give it another hour and then we'll probably get down and go from there and was sitting there and next thing you know i could hear hear one coming and i was actually trying to videotape my hunt at that time with a camera arm and i turned the camera on but i didn't wait for it to hit record i turned because i knew the deer was coming so i turned the camera on and i hit record but unfortunately it didn't actually start to record mm -hmm. and i had this big beautiful nine pointer he came like you planned it out right on a string coming right into the food plot and gave me about a 12 yard shot and i smoked him oh, and uh he ran about 60 yards and I could see him do the death teeter. And I, I actually got to see him drop right, right there. So I couldn't see him after he went down, but I knew I saw him doing the death teeter and then I saw him disappear and I couldn't see him anymore. So I knew he was down right there. 
So I was actually able to videotape the recovery of him, but I, I didn't get the actual shot on camera, unfortunately. I'll tell you what, that is something incredibly hard to do. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Anytime, yeah. especially, you know, self-recording, it's, uh, I mean, I just watched a video from the push uh, where a guy shot a 200-inch buck, and, it, I mean, it's hard to get. He missed the, the kill shot just like I would, too. If I have a, a buck yeah, that big, yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm focusing in on the deer and the camera's secondary because it's not paying my bills, and I don't want to miss one that big anyway. <laughs> so. Exactly. And then to add to the rest of that story, so it, it ended up being a uh, – it was a 140-inch uh, nine-pointer, nice nine-pointer. Oh, that's a good deer. Um, 180 pounds and I my dad was working that day so I went to surprise him at work his work with it and show it to him and uh he happened to shoot a deer at, at his work 160 inch six or not 160 sorry 110 inch six pointer um so he surprised me with that buck that we shot same morning which was which was pretty cool wait he was at his work he was at. He worked in a quarry, and there was some land behind this quarry that uh, they saw. Some guy saw a deer go out into, and he was able to slip in there and get a shot on it. And <laughs> so I was taking the deer to surprise him, and he surprised me. <laughs> That's incredible, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you don't get much better than that. <laughs> no, no, no. And they were both beautiful. They were, they were actually both of our biggest bucks to date at that time. Okay. With a bow. Oh, cool, man. Well, Steve, back to the recording. Do you do you have like a YouTube channel, or is this just your your videoing? Is that just for your own personal enjoyment, or what's? That's just for my own personal enjoyment. To be able to share it with uh, my grandpa doesn't hunt anymore, so I can share stuff with him and all that uh, kind of stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's. I tell you what, it, guys that want to get into filming, I think they got to ask the question: Why do you want to do it? Do you want to do it just for that reason, or are you trying to make something? Because I tell you, there's a lot of work involved. So if it's just for your oh, personal yeah. enjoyment, you know, enjoy it, have fun, find a way that works, and uh, that's yeah, that's, that's cool. why I got the I got the Tacticam uh, a couple of years ago, and I've been able to get a couple of deer with the Tacticam, so that's been pretty cool. So I put that on my bow too. So I do a little videoing, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's a good story, man. Do you have any, any others that stand out to you? Sure. Um, we'll go back a few years ago. Um, I was, had to work in the morning. It was a Saturday. It was, it was around the 7th of November, I believe. It was, right, you know, rut was in full swing around here. And uh, I had to work in the morning. I was pretty bummed that I had to work, but it was a job, so I had to do it. I was able to get into the woods in the afternoon. I got up into my stand and it was pretty early still. Um, it was probably you know, four o'clock, something like that, three thirty, four o'clock. And uh, I got all set up and was sitting there for a bit. And I, well, I'm gonna hit my grunt call a couple of times. And it was a new stand that I had just recently set up that that year, and I had really liked the spot of it. Um, so I hit the grunt call a couple times and I hadn't been able to harvest any deer yet at that point. So I pretty much decided anything legal I was going to shoot. So I hit the grunt call a couple times and sure enough, here comes this deer coming from in front of me. It's working its way in. I see it put its head kind of down and in the ground a little bit. I said, oh, that's, that's all right. Maybe it's a buck. We'll see. And it comes in about 40 yards. I could see it had a couple of spikes on it. I said, all right. So he's coming right down the trail just like he should. I said, all right, here he comes. So I pulled back on him when he, when he was coming to my opening. I settled the pin, shot, whack, hit him good, watched him run out, 
veered down the hill in front of me, got, I don't know, 60, 70 yards in front of me, stopped, watched him do the old death flop right there. I said, wow, that's awesome. I got him. Don't need to track him even. So I looked at my clock. It was, I still had like another hour and a half of daylight left. I still have one buck tag in my pocket. I'm going to sit here a little bit longer, see what happens. So I hit my grunt call a couple more times and a few minutes go by. And next thing I know, I can hear some thrashing down below. What the heck's going on? So I hit my grunt call a couple more times in the dobly and I look down in front of me and here comes this nice eight pointer. He's zigzagging his way back up the hill looking for whatever was making that noise. So I let him come. He's working his way up through. He, he gets up all the way up even with me. He hasn't seen me, doesn't know what's going on. He grunts and then turns and come perfectly down my other run and gives me a 25 yard broadside shot. I pulled back, put it on him, punched it right through his heart. It ran 40 yards straight down the hill to where that other deer was and died within 10 yards of the other buck. No way. So I had two bucks <laughs> laying dead right next to one another. It was pretty awesome. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. <laughs> that uh, incredible, except for how far was your drag out of there? I'm just trying to picture how, how you get two deer out of the woods. <laughs> so for a, it's a very steep hill. So for the first, it was, it was it's a, it takes me about 20, 30 minutes to hike up into there. For the first bit, I grabbed one by one horn and one by the other horn, and I dragged them. Well, it was steep enough going downhill, and then I had to just flip-flop them back and forth one at a time to drag them out of the woods. It was a workout to get them out. Oh, I bet. I bet. Man, that's awesome. It, it reminds me of a hunt, uh, Stephen, that I went on with my buddy Trav, and, um, and I, I think it was this was two years ago. I just got into saddle hunting, and it was actually in like first week in November. So right during the rut. So I, I still don't know what was going through my head at that time that I was willing to shoot a doe at the beginning, like right during the rut. But regardless, that's what happened. Uh, there was this doe that came in and I was excited. I was in my saddle. I had my buddy filming. I knew I'd get her on film. I made a perfect shot. She ran up 40 yards. She was at the precipice of a hill. And then she just kind of tipped, did the whole wobbly thing. And she rolled, barrel rolled down this hill. And so I was all excited. Well, then all of a sudden I start to see horns down in this valley. And apparently I shot the lead hot doe because there was two or three more bucks that came down. I thought this was where your story was going. Uh, the reason I tell this, they came over to where that doe was and they started like kicking her and nudging her and trying like, Hey, what's wrong? Get up. <laughs> My buddy was actually able to grunt one of those bucks up into range and he just barely caught a limb with his, his recurve bow and he, or we would have doubled that day. So no, we couldn't nice. pull off the double, but yeah, that's, that kind of reminded me of that. That's awesome. Yep. That, yep. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Well, man, I tell you, I, I enjoy hearing different stories from different states, and I, I haven't talked to too many guys from Massachusetts. So is there – it sounds like um, you're able to take multiple bucks, right? So you're able to take how, yeah. many, how many bucks per state? We get two bucks, two or two antler deer is what we get for uh, Massachusetts. Vermont's leg regulations just changed this year. They're only letting you shoot one antler deer. Okay. Um, which I think is good. I, I'd like to see Massachusetts go to that, but on the yeah. other hand, if I can shoot two, I'll, sh I'll shoot two. I'm, I, I'm not a meat hunter or I'm not a horn hunter. I'm in it for the meat. So yeah. I'll, I'll take the couple. So yeah, man, great story. I tell you what, um, 
I, I would love to shoot tier, two deer at the same time. Our state, um, I found this out last week, that you, you're allowed to shoot two in the same day, but you have to go tag the first one like immediately before you can shoot the second one. Um, so my buddy, uh, he told me that, and I was like, man, that kind of stinks because how many times are you going to be able to get out of the tree stand, go tag one, and then get back in? But, you know. Not many. Not many. <laughs> not many. <laughs> well, Steve, I've enjoyed the stories. Uh, I think we have a little bit of time for maybe one more. What, what else you got? uh up your sleeve for us uh sure uh so one of our traditional ways that we always get together and and gun hunt is all of my uncles will usually come up and we usually just go do slight they're not like your style deer drives are more like slight pushes we put we set posters and then basically we still hunt our way through and if we jump something we hope it goes by the people who are sitting yeah okay um so it was a year we had a whole bunch of snow that year. It was, I don't remember the exact year. It was probably five years ago now. Um, it was on the same mountain that I killed those two, those two bucks out of the same hunt. Um, but we were, we went in there. It was late season muzzleloader. Um, and there was just more tracks that I had seen all year. The, the deer were in there very, very heavily. So we were working our way down through and I went to the top of the mountain. Um, and then I had two other people below me and there was three people way out in front of us, probably a mile, mile and a half down the ridge that we were working our way towards. Um, and we got up there and I hadn't gone far and all of a sudden here comes two does. All right, that's cool. We watched two does go by me and got down a bit further. And next thing you know, here's some more deer. Here comes four does up above me and, two more does down below me. Now we have to have a doe permit in Massachusetts in order to harvest a doe. Oh, okay. uh, and I didn't happen to have a doe permit that year. So I had to look for a buck. I'm like, man, this is, there's some deer in here. So we kept going and I, my uncle, I just was getting into radio range with him and he's seeing a bunch of different does down on that other end of where we're working. I'm like, all right, well, all these does around, there's gotta be a buck in here somewhere. So we keep working our way through and, Next thing I know, here comes another doe, another doe. All right. So they all keep moving by me. So I get down a little further and I'm standing there and I can hear crashing out in front of me. I say, oh, here comes something else. I hear crashing and behind the crashing, I hear burr, burr, burr. I say, oh, there's a buck coming this time. <laughs> so this doe comes peeling out in front of me and she cuts up the hill in front of me and hot on her heels is a big nine pointer. He comes out, stops about 60 yards, kind of facing me, but I had my muzzle loader, so I was like, I'll, I'll take that shot and pulled up on him and pow, and he just folded right there. And it was a 141 inch nine pointer, nice, nice big chocolate horn nine pointer, dropped oh, right there. Cow. That's awesome. <laughs> and so my uncle that was pushing with me came up and we were taking some pictures of it and all that stuff. And my other uncle who was further out the line was still sitting. Did you shoot us? Yeah, I shot. I saw some seeing deer. All right. Next thing we know, pow, he shoots that one. And so I dragged the deer out by myself and my other uncle kept working his way down through, but unfortunately he swung and missed on another pretty good buck, but there was a lot of deer in there that year. Oh man. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty exciting. You know, growing up, Stephen, I, I grew up, you know, d- doing the deer drives. And I, I tell yep. you what, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And there's so many guys that, that don't understand it or guys that maybe they do understand it and they just choose, they just don't like it. And that's fine. Um, I don't do it very much anymore. I, I prefer to, to bow hunt. But I tell you, just being in the woods with other guys, and it was a great way for me to learn. A lot of guys think it's unsafe. I always felt like it was extremely safe. We always, you always knew where the guy was to your right, the guy to your left, where the standards would be. They kind of walked me through that as a kid. But yep. I remember there was some of those drives where it, there was one I remember in particular that we called the honey hole. And it, it was only the honey hole one time. We called it the honey hole after that, but there was never anything that came out. But there was probably 15, 20 deer in that, that drive. And they kept circling around. They'd pop up one spot and a drive or a standard to get a shot. And then they'd run over. And I just remember that it was just so much fun. It's such a fun way to hunt and a great way. You talk about camaraderie, you know, there'd be guys that get a deer and it was always like, Oh, who got one? Who got one? And we, it was always exciting kind of bringing us full circle. It was always exciting whenever that new hunter got his first deer on one yep. of the deer drives. You felt yeah, like, absolutely. especially if you were a driver, you felt like, Oh yeah, we did a good job there. I mean, all you did was walk and spook deer, but <laughs> it, 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 it works sometimes. It does, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, Steven, I, I know uh, you're on your lunch break there and uh, I am too. So probably ought to get back to what pays the bills and all that but I really appreciate you kind of making some time for us today and, and sharing that especially telling the story with with your son that's just a really awesome experience that you guys had and, and congratulations on that thank you very much I appreciate it all right you have a good day man you as well thank you Bye. thanks I uh, appreciate Stephen coming on. I really appreciate him sending me that video of his son. Just really cool and enjoyed his stories. Uh, guys, I got Corey's video uploaded to our Facebook page, like I mentioned at the top. So go to our Facebook page, Shedding Light Outdoors, and you can see my friend Corey's first deer. I had a good time editing that. Um, and I tell you what, I, I'm just grateful. I'm not going to give a long sermon or anything too much today because, like I said, i got to get to the woods and hunt myself, right? Um, I'm just grateful that God made these animals that he knew that we'd enjoy hunting, um, that we could get the meat from them, but also that we could enjoy these experiences, enjoy them chasing each other around the woods and just getting our hearts pumping, and uh, I'm just grateful for that. So I hope that you are enjoying that as well. Please be safe out there, and until next week, remember to shut the light.